1: Magic. James the Boy, how are we, mate? Oh, I'm good, James, thanks very much. First and foremost, mate, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. You sent us a book, definitely, maybe, probably not. For Glasgow to go, boy for Cash all. end up in the jail in India for four years fighting for your freedom. Thanks,
0: so, how's things been? Um, things are good today, aye? Aye, things are good. Um, I look after myself a lot better than the day than I did um, back then.
1: Mm-hmm. You sent us a book, I've read it over the last few days. Great book. Right, really thanks, interesting thanks. some mad stuff in it so for the people watching we'll go right back to the start of your life Probably. where you grew up I know you grew up in Casamog but how did you end up getting involved um, in the stuff that you did
0: I kinda, when I was a wee boy we moved to South Africa um, my dad was a plumber and the kind of 70s were pretty crap um, just just like the day financially for people um, economically And we moved to South Africa and we were there for a few years and I remember life being great um, sunshine and glass bottles of Coca-Cola and all that before they were actually here. Um and I got up one morning and he was lying dying on the bathroom floor. Um he died the next day. Two weeks later Mama had his back in cast milk again. And that was your dad? That was my dad aye. Um brain hemorrhage? I said hemorrhage aye. Um, he was only thirty three, he was only a young guy, a fit young man, no. Um and having spoke to people, my man, never, my man didn't ever want to talk about it, um, but having spoke to his brother as I got older, um, totally unexpected, you know, he was a thick guy, never missed the date his work. Um, and I was always with him, that's my memory, you know, he, when he wasn't working, he was working doing homers and I was always there and, and life then was all swimming pools outside and... Um, Although as I got older I realised South Africa wasn't a great place if you weren't um white back then. Mm. Um but before we know it we're back I'm staying with my granny again in Castmelton um and it had a big effect on me.
1: Uh, what age were you when your dad died? Ten.
0: So he's moved out there for a better life? Aye. Um what happened was his sister had been and his sister went a few years previous. Um and his two brothers went to New Zealand with their families. And my dad must have decided, I think for economic reasons, as opposed to South Africa being a better place than New Zealand, um, he took us there we his sister. Um, you know, and like I say, my, my memories of it were, were great, you know, going to school there, um, playing rugby and cricket. Well, in football, in the red ash, Bartlett ended up doing back, scraped and bruised, tackles in the red ash. as if you had been shot in the
1: backside. Uh, so when you came back, did oh, it clearly must have affected you losing your dad, especially <coughs> if it's unexpected, especially losing him in an instant where you're not expecting it, so you can't really prepare yourself. You can never really prepare yourself for a loss, James. But when you're as young as that, moving back to Castlemoak, when did you start getting
0: involved in like, the drug scene and? Um, that didn't really happen until. So my life kind of progressed. I didn't. I, did I wasn't into the glue sniffing or anything like that. No. Um, you no, know, and other boys that I was hanging about with were, and, and I was always scared. it all. It was. There was something about it that didn't. I, I. I was never really into. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I had my first drink when I was about fifteen, um, and it ended up a mess. When I'm 16, I started hanging about with the boys in the street, and I'm drinking mer and getting arrested, and then um, dabbling in kind of acid and stuff like that. And then in 1980, probably 1982, um, me, and, me and my pal, me and two boys, but one who was my pal, a closer pal, we ended up trying smack for the first time. Well, it was the first time for me, as it transpires, it wasn't his first time. Um, and although I was working, I was an apprentice plumber. Um, I, I I was using smack for about four months. Um, snorting it. Nobody was smoking smack at the time. I, I was, I was snorting it. But was um, the
1: effects of snorting it?
0: Um, pretty much the same as without the rush. Is, is as if you were injecting it or smoking it? You know what I mean? Um. But if you snort, Mike, you can overdose on it as well. If you take too much of it, I've never just known anybody. To I would see, see, back, See if you speak to anybody for the eighties. You're for postal, aren't you? Is that ah, you're yeah, yeah. So if you speak to anybody for the eighties? Um, that was the progression. You know what I mean? It was nobody was smoking heroin at the time. People snorted it. See, I thought it was all just needles and smoking you drank, no, chasing um, and drag, you know? No, no, the, the the snorting was the thing. Um, and at the time, I was. I, I'm glad there was no smoking at the time, because I, I maybe I'd get mad into it, you know what I mean? Um, but it came the time when, again, unknown to me, he'd already had his first hit. Um, and we were in my ma's, it was me and him and another boy, and, and it came to my turn, and, and I just thought, I can't do that, no, and I did not. Um, and I just got back to drinking, and causing trouble, and, and that sort of stuff. Um, the drinking got worse, the police came into my life. And um when I was nineteen, I made my first geographical change and ran away to Jersey. Um, and I took, took two years in Jersey. It were all right, you know what I mean. But it was just drinking me,
1: Basically, did you have contacts in Jersey?
0: Go there. One, one of my one of my pals um, had cousins that stayed in Jersey, and um, we went there. But when we went to Jersey. Half of Glasgow was in Jersey, and because they were all running away for the same stuff. Half of Liverpool was in Jersey, and there was quite a lot of Dublin in Jersey as well. Um, it was all right, but um, I kind I missed my mama, you know. And, and by this point, I'm, every time I get drunk, I think about my dad, who's died when I was a wee boy as well, you no, know, And I was a greeter, I cried all the time when I was drunk for my mama or for my dad, or mm. for, for sensitive. Some, uh, I really, really touchy. <laughs> well,
1: that's not a bad thing. I uh, was really touch you. I know what you speak about the book, you've been to go a
0: few times. Aye. What, what made you go to India <clears> for the first time? First time in the kind of I, I was part of the kind of late 80s, 90s ecstasy generation. Um, taking pills and going out clubbing and going to raves. And um, and it was all great, you know, and, and by this point I'm selling drugs and um, getting involved in all, all sorts of stuff like that. But 1993, they, they pulled the flats down where I, where I grew up and they gave everybody you know, 2,500 quid or something like that. And my brother was, um, he's like, I'm going to Goa, we're going for the rave scene and all that, and and we did. So I I tagged along with him and his wife, um, my sister-in-law, and um, we went to Goa and had four weeks partying in the jungle, and um, it was great, it was magic, and the following year we went back and done, I went back and done pretty much the same. Um, So I had the the Goa thing, Um, and I'd been back and forward to Goa a few times before I actually got arrested.
1: And that was just to start it for you getting involved. You kind of away for it all. You kind of away for it. maybe the pain and the misery here. Then getting all the other rings is about to escape for you to be all there. Need to know you getting involved no. in the drugs
0: and yeah, there and nobody does know you. You know what I mean? Until and for me, even through the the kind of nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety because I was I went through years in a row. Um, I was still drinking and still getting into fights and all that and people were like, ah, what's happening there, you know what I mean? We're all out here and it's it was all peace and love stuff and um What kind of drugs were you taking in India? Um, when I first went to India I was I was just we were taking these. You no, know, we were taking on the pills. Um but we were out every night and if it wasn't every night, it was every other night because it was go a trance was massive, you know, through the kind of kind of late eighties, nineties. Um so there was big jungle rays we see the full moon parties that you see in Thailand, they they go on all the time, but they don't anywhere, but um so we were at the aim, you know, and it was just dancing and dancing myself skinny basically, man, and it was it was great. I loved it all. It was it was An experience. It was all experience and it was all good times for me.
1: But obviously the tables would have turned and for loving it, you must have shit yourself when was it when you get caught with the police was it two and a half kilo, a hash? Two
0: point seven five kilo. Um a hash, aye. Um,
1: that all there's a there's a ten stretch isn't it? it's ten years.
0: Ten years for that out there, aye. Up to a thousand gram, you get seven year. Um, a thousand gram up to a million gram, it's ten years. So it doesn't matter whether it's one kilo or a thousand kilo, it's it's ten years you get.
1: How so? What was it? How did that
0: story begin? Then you were where to collect the hash. Um, were you selling it all there? Or were you just? You I, I was, I was, can kind I of selling stuff and I was sending wee bits back and I was, um, people who couldn't get it, I was going and getting them basically. Um, so I got asked to go and get a bit. Um, I went and... A, a boy that I'd been gone and seen for long enough who'd been, in, I'd been introduced to him by another guy who I'd known for years. Um, and at the time, I was gone between a Nigerian guy and an Indian guy. And there was something about the Nigerian guy I wasn't 100% sure about. And I kind of... I backed the Indian guy in the race and he was the guy who gave me the and they ended up, so... And that was for two and a half kilo, over two and a half kilo.
1: Aye. So, what was the experience then when you go to jail? Was um, that a set
0: up? Oh, absolutely. I at the time I thought he would just stuck me in, um, because it was obvious that what happened was I'd went, I'd went to his house, I'd got the bag, I'd got. 2, 2.75 kilo in the bag I thought it was 3 kilo um, t- turned out he took a bar out for himself before they gave me away anyway right so um, too, as it? he done that. <laughs> so I jumped into a taxi but there was I, I got a feeling um, I think you get a feeling got a feeling I got a feeling and um I got in the taxi and we, we drove away for his house and we drove for 5 minutes and I saw a, in, in the mirror I saw a Polish jeep coming out at my back and um I started to get a wee knot in my stomach, and I thought I don't don't like looking at, that. and but they just drove by me, and I, I thought I'll just get away by me, and the next thing I saw it was only like a, it was like a busy Joe carriage when it was about one o'clock on a Saturday afternoon, but there was these speed bumps, um, to slow traffic down outside a school, and I saw what I thought was a drunk Indian crossing the road, and I'm thinking, yeah, if a road's stupid, you'll get on there and he just stopped in front of the motor, the taxi, and the taxi stopped. Half a dozen Indians swarmed the motor, um, dragged me out the front, threw me in the back, took the driver out, one of the police got in the front and just drove away, and that was it, you know. I didn't there was no crime scene, there was no question on the spot, there was no nothing, it was just in the back and away. Um and I know now because I got the same feeling then is what I, I got when when I discovered my brother had been killed. Um but I was I was in shock. I was everything went into this big long tunnel and the colours all changed and I thought, fuck man, this is I'm in trouble here.
1: What was the procedure then when you went to the cop shop?
0: <clears throat> um the procedure was you know, that you would think there would be a procedure, but there wasn't really one because because as it transpired I'd bought the drugs after polis. So we got to the police station and they they put me into this wee office at first and they're all looking and they're all laughing and they were all talking, the, the language of theirs, Konkani and Goa. So they were all talking this language that I knew nothing about and laughing at me and saying 10 years and all that sort of a stuff. And um, something happened in me. I don't know what it was, but I thought, right, this is it. You know, you're, you're in trouble. Nothing you can do about it. Um, they took me and threw me in a in a a dungeon. I mean, into the dungeon there was two other characters in the dungeon. Um, there was no formal charging or, or anything like that. It was just, um, you know, pretty much. I didn't know what was happening. You know what I mean? I didn't. I wasn't. Any, Nobody came in and says, "Right, you're being charged with this." Um, threw me in the dungeon. In the dungeon, took me back out. And then later on that night they took me away down to where I stayed to search my flat. Did,
1: did they fingerprint you all
0: there, take 40s? <coughs> at one point in the, the thing where they fingerprinted me and everything was done and it was all done, fingerprint. Mm-hmm. And they took about 15 copies of this. So 15 sets of my fingerprints. Um, I, I tell a wee story in the book about the 40s. That the, they kept coming and taking me. I was in the dungeon for a week on a police remand. Um, but they kept coming and getting me and take me out. and So I did they said, you're going for get your photos took. So I was like, right, fine. So it was like a chalkboard and they had my name and my, my number on the chalkboard. And I'm looking for the camera and there's no camera. And they were like, right, come on. And they took me out the police station into the wee town called Panjam. And we went into a photo click shop. And they, they, in this show, where people were getting passport photos and all that. T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'd have a, a, a beard by this point, man, and I looked as if I'd been fired out of a gun. And, um, and I'm thinking, I wonder what everybody thinks I've done.
1: Because <laughs> I, I read in a book as well when you were going to court, they don't take you in that. It's not like here, the security court vans they took you in the bus, <clears throat>
0: public transport. Is that right, James? I get brought back for court one time. It, so it was, it was all, man. All right. So see, when you were on the police, command, The police arrested you, and I was on the police. Uh, before the before you get charged in the court, I got arrested in May, right? I get charged with the actual offence in November. So all that time, I was on a remand every two weeks, but the police were still in charge of me. In charge of me, although I was in the jail by this point. So when I was going up for my demands, it was a police that came and they put you in a jeep and they'd be you and buy you a samosa or a wee glass of fresh lime soda. Um, and I looked forward to it, you know what I mean? It was yes, I'm going out to the police and um 'cause they'd never I smile, you know, you had a smile of like yourself and um I my nerves make me smile too of and, they, and they were like oh, don't what you, you think it's funny <laughs> <laughs> <just> shite myself, <laughs> no, I don't think it's funny, but this is the the reaction. Um so once I get, once I get charged officially, I'd been moved to another a bigger jail, um, and if the if there was ten years or twenty years gone, you job not on the bus. So you can imagine that there's twenty prisoners on a bus, and every prisoner's got two guards with them. So there's the, the bus was like that, and it was roasting and sweat stamping and you. But a couple of times I got took to court myself, so they don't put the the jail bus on for you. So you get a, a you get down and you get a, a bus into the wee town and a bus from one town to the other town where the court is, and then one time they actually hitchhiked back, man, and and we were in the back of this big thing. It's called a Tata truck. Tata um, make big lorries out there, there, and the guy stopped, so these two um, two poor police. I look back now, you know what I mean? They were, they're they they're there. They've, they've get the finger out. I'm thinking they might even have been pocket and the two quid or whatever it was for the bus fare, you know um, so we're up on this big truck man and I'm sitting and I'm in the middle, two poles are there and the driver's there and um, he's talking to the top of me and I can hear drugs getting mentioned and stuff like that um, and that, that that experience there was a catalyst for me because I had prostate trouble and all that when I was in the jail, I had, I had some health stuff going on, the food wasn't very clean the water wasn't very clean, Um were you honk-offed or anything? when you were took it to court? I was honk-offed once in a year. Did you ever try and escape? Flip flops might have tripped me up, James. Mm-hmm. That was that was a thing. But um, you know, there was escape was a possibility if you if you I'd accepted it. I had would accepted this is your lot. Um, my lawyer says to me, look, you're not gonna get found guilty. You might be here a year, you might be here two years, but you'll definitely be acquitted at the end of your trial. So I, I didn't have any desire to run away. Because I'm thinking, a, a, a wee, a wee white Scottish guy, you know. And uh, where am I going to go?
1: See, when you were in there, did they, did you not try and bribe them, and
0: or did they not ask for money to to get it? Um, no, but they took a bribe to bring you in a phone, or they took a bribe to bring you in. You know, I, I I was stoned every day. I was in the jail, and I, the, the guards were bringing stuff. You in. were not? You didn't try and fucking <laughs> escape. <laughs> <laughs> was, could anybody speak English was there, anybody, um, was there under, understanding between you and the screws and or anything? some of the some of the screws weren't they, they their English wasn't very good because these guys were poor you know what I mean these these screws and, and the jails were poor they were probably on 60 or 70 quid a, a month wages um, some of them didn't have great English they could say your name and say it and they repeated your name and repeated your name something about my name that they liked saying Um
1: because when you get put in a cell as well, there was 25,
0: 25 in a cell? The, the first cell I went into, there was 25 people. So I walked in and I'm petrified, you know what I mean? I've got two blankets and a pillar and a, a wee towel, um, a metal, metal plate for a, like a tray and a metal cup. And this guy comes straight up to me and says, told me his name, shook hand, and his English was pretty good. I told him who I was and he says, it's okay, we know who you are, we've been waiting on you coming because um, I'd been in the papers for for the week previous. Um, he showed me my space on the flare. Um, and he says to me, "Don't worry, as the cell empties, you'll move in and you'll get into a better space." So I was in a wee a wee corner underneath a drip because it was the monsoon had started when I got arrested and the 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 roof was leaking and. Um but because it was really warm, they but everybody was good to me, you know what I mean. I can't see there was no brutality or nothing happened like. That. If people stabbed, shot um
1: I know that people might laugh shot, but they've got guns and knives,
0: no, no. listen, there was yeah, there was um in the in the wee jail there was a couple of fights, but when I get moved to the bigger jail, one of the guys who get moved at my back, um, who I started off I thought he was alright. I like, could yeah. end
1: up pals with somebody for the Bombay Mafia.
0: Aye, a guy called Ashback Bengri. Um horrible, Some horrible name that, horrible it. individual Horrible um, individual. Um, the guy was just he was a he was a murderer and he was an extortionist and um and he just preyed on people, you know what I mean? He preyed on anybody he could get away with preying on. Um his bag outside was extortion, so if there was coconut sellers selling coconuts for to Bob he would want a shilling you know what I mean so that's the kind of guy he was and he had money um, but in there he, he, he tried to make friends with the foreigners to see what he could get after him um, and I saw him manipulating I had a Greek pal a Greek boy came in a few weeks after me and um, he was petrified you know he'd been t- going back and forward to go for 30 years he'd been doing business as he called it sending stuff back and he couldn't believe it somebody had actually shopped him to the police you know and he'd been arrested and um, he would have done anything to get out. And he had a nice looking girlfriend who used to come up and um, this ashback used to say, I like your girlfriend and all that. And then I, I used to see the two of them walking around the exercise yard together. together. Um, and I called this guy Mr Bean because he was a spitting image of Mr Bean and he his trousers up to there and as he lost more weight, his trousers went further up and he had all the actions of um, Mr Bean. But he was getting parlour with this ashback guy, um, my Greek pal. And... And I could see him getting frustrated and I could see the, just the pure anxiety in, the, in his face. And then one day I said to him, what's happening with you and him? And it turned out that this Ashback, his crew outside, had met with this Greek boy's girlfriend outside. And she'd gave them money. And one of the times, we used to go to an international phone. Um, once a week they would like you go to a phone and you get 20 minutes using the phone. And that's when, if you were going to escape, that was the time to escape, you know what I mean? It was two old guys would would take you, and they'd flip-flops on as well, you know? And and if you had the means to escape, that was the time to do it. So, unknown to me, he'd got his girlfriend to give his guns, money, and then they hadn't na- helped him escape, you know what I mean? So he kept saying, when's it going to happen? He would tell him, Monday when you go to the phone, and he was just getting off frustrated, and then he was saying things like, they might hurt your girlfriend because no they know where she stays and all that, and it was just pure shite, the way He'd, he he just manipulated this guy's fear, um, and I ended up having to say, gonna stop that with him, you know what I mean, gonna go leave it out, um, he says he, f- he felt that battering him, and I says, well look, me and him will just leave your room again, you know, it's, it's no drama, we'll go to another room, you can get somebody else in, and what I watched him doing was just, just like that, Transferred his stuff for the Greek guy to an Italian boy that was in me his man, and it was horrible to watch because by this point we're in a room, probably about this size, but then there was nine years in it, no, and it was so you're you're loving with people, you're lying in the flare and, um you no, know, sleeping beside guys, and you, you see everything. It's it was roasting. It was sweltering, man, because I was there during the monsoon as well. So um, sometimes there would be power cuts, and there was a fan above the room. Because I know um, it was
1: all the it was all the new key news that you get the and oh, how, how was the, were they trying to help you here the British Embassy or there? No, the
0: so I, I met so it was a big bone of contention for me, James. That I met the British Consul Service, um, and there were three local people who who were the Consular Service other, um, and as the case went on, it turned out that that there had been a big web of conspiracy. Going back 10 years, corruption stuff going back 10 years. Um, And I I, I try to, my case was that these people here are all related to these people there. No, so they might be working for the consular service, but they've got pals in the police. And it's just, it was just, because it's a wee place, you know. I mean, it wasn't a big place. Um, And I think if, if people are all called Fernandez or Gonzalez or Rodriguez, there's a good chance somewhere down the line that. One of them is going to be related to somebody else with mm. the same name. Um, so my my thing was, you know, after I got bail, I, I was the, I was writing to the prime minister, people writing. I I got a Facebook group going with thirteen thousand people on it. Um, and I'm saying my case isn't a British foreigner who's been arrested on a drug charge. My case is all the police who've arrested me have been arrested, and something's not right here. You know what I mean? So how did they get all get to
1: jail if you if you really want to try to buy it?
0: What happened was, I'd been inside for about 10 months, and, and you smile at this as well, right? So, there's the Israelis out there, work with the police, right, in mm-hmm. Goa. Um, so, there was an Israeli guy, and his name was Atala. He had a girlfriend, a Swedish girlfriend called Lucky Farmhouse. Right, all oh, this you can Google any of this, James. Right, this is all—it's all, oh, all there for anybody right? is she a cow? Well, f- she was. Um, <laughs> she was Lucky Farmhouse <laughs> was her name, right? So, as it turns out, she wasn't very nice because she was videoing. This guy was working with the police who had protection after Home Minister's son, right? Mm. So that's how deep this Weber Weber sh- shit went, you know. Her and the her and the Italian, um, her and the Israeli guy Atala fell out. She then produced all this stuff that she'd been recording. And the hoosh she'd been recording, all these top polis coming, them talking about, um, I'm going to give you 100 kilo of this, and I'm going to give you 10,000 pills, and I'm going to give you all this gear and smack and all that. Um, but them two fell out. Hell hath no fury. She loaded it up onto YouTube. It um, took down half of YouTube. She put it back up on YouTube. And then I was in for about 10 months and it started to make the papers there. And I'm like, fucking brilliant, man. All, all these guys who arrested me are all... Corrupt. Oh, corrupt. Um, I knew they were corrupt, you know what I mean? I just, that's when it all fell into place for me. I'm thinking, pff, I was just one of the patsies as well, you know what I mean? I didn't. Na- At the time, I still thought the boy who had bought the stuff off, he stuck me in. And it wasn't na- until... 10 months down the line, that I realised that no, that it's, it's much deeper than this, you know, and, and I'm just a wee thing and a thing that they've been doing. But could you have still get a 10 stretch because you, you try to buy it as well? Well, what what actually happened was after 11 months, I got bail. You um, took your passport and that after you, everything? Well, they, they, they'd been quite fly. When I got arrested, they took me back to my flat, and when they were there, they, they kind of robbed everything that was in the flat that was worth taking. But they took my passport and said I had it in my pocket. So that be- then became a, a, a bit of evidence. So my passport was way my case right from the very start. So I didn't have a passport right for when they got arrested in May. and I was having to sign on in the police station every every week. First. A curfew. They cut the actual curfew, but I had to go to this right into their no their den. So they've all been arrested. I'm having to go into the same place. It's other police. It's still new, but. If they're all bent, then they're all bent anyway. You know what I mean? It's just the way it was. Having to go in there every Monday and and sign on. Um, was there people coming on visiting you?
1: Were there live visitors?
0: Aye. Um, when I was inside, my wee ma came out to visit me with my boy. we um, we get four visits, and I'm smiling because they they were they were good visits. You know what I mean? I'm 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 a selic fan, and my ma brought her seventy five selic jerseys, and the full jails are running about doing that, mm. and. Um, so that was that was great, they were all asking me for a green t shirt. So it's not a green t shirt, I said, don't you have to tell you what it is? Um But the and at the end so after four they were only there for two weeks, four visits we got and and I was away up there, went back to the cell, I knew I wasn't going to see them for I didn't know how long. And there was a guy, Mario Fernandez, who'd murdered his girlfriend, um which is common there. there. Um you know, rapists and murderers. Mixed freely with, you know, woman murderers and all that. They mix freely with everybody else. Um, this guy, Mario, was saying to me, oh, what's the problem, James Baba? And I'm like, oh, fucking my man, my boy, and nah, I don't take attention, I'll sort it out. I'm like, all right, this will be good. So he's went away and he's come back and he says, right, just get yourself a, a hospital appointment for Tuesday. I'm like, how did he do that? <laughs> he's like, go and see the doctor in the morning. So I went and saw the doctor, told him I had to go about the prostate, um, and they they, they arranged the appointment for the Tuesday, and I was able to tell my mum that I was going to be at this hospital on the Tuesday, so my mum came back, and they let us have a picnic in the garden and all that, man, and it was it was really nice. So my last time I saw my man, my boy was me. Them leaving me in a shite hole you know what I mean? It was them leaving me in this garden and a. A good memory. It was a good. It, it was good for them. It was better for me as well, obviously. But so long did you keep in India for three years? Four years in total. I was a year in prison and then three years going through the trial.
1: And that's... So what was the outcome of the trial then? After the three years with the case, how was it? Were you no shying yourself that they were going to take you back in?
0: As the time went on, um, I was, aye, because, you know, I was... I was having to rely on people here supporting me, but I was also dunking and diving during the three years too. Still? Aye. So if you get caught, you're lifeled. Aye, well... Probably right back into the same same thing again. Same but, scenario. Aye. What were you doing when you, get, when you were on remand? When you were out for? Um. Okay. I, I, I was a lot of the time was it was all right. You know, I spent on the beach or kind of hanging about with kind of older guys that I wouldn't have you know go. English Tories and all that that thought Maggie Thatcher was alright um, but I spent a lot of time and I don't like the term self-medicating but I spent a lot of time self-medicating you've done, you done a lot of reading did you know because I hear you speak about um, that cart a lot I did because that's the thing you know now I'm in recovery right? and I know that spirituality is a big part of um, that India is a place for spirituality abs- as well absolutely I don't know if man. you're getting a sentence and do you know James I, I actually I, I made a petition to the court and asked for time to travel and they gave me five weeks, and I went away up into the Himalayas, man, and it was fucking, you know... Is that how like, you wrote your book, some bits? I sta- started writing it when I was on the train going up into... Started the, the introduction. I started writing, and I've still got the stuff in the house where I was writing, um, Be paying in the jail, you know what I mean, and everybody you know, wanted to know if they were in the book or that, and, and that Ashback was always looking at the tab of me, because I couldn't write about him, you know what I mean, he was because um, he's dead now he got murdered he know. did he get murdered I, and it, you know I don't in know. the jail he got murdered in the jail in 2016 um, so not long ago not long ago no and you know I I out because I I, I, I I made a contrast and compare thing with two boys that was in me one was a guy called Yuki Marita and he was a Japanese boy and he was so altruistic you know what I mean he was he would want to clean your plate and he would he would want to get everybody out the cell and he wanted to clean it and um, a lovely lovely guy but he was mixed up you know and his head was scrambled <clears throat> when I got out he then won his case and he got out and um, he came down to see me in the wee place I was staying and um, I was able to lend him some money and it wasn't much money you know and he went away and then he phoned me I want to give you the money back so he came down to see me and he was riddled with smack you know and, and I looked after him for a few days and managed to get him a wee bit better and, um, and he told me I, I'm going away um, I'll see when I came back, and um, so he'd been released in the June two thousand and ten, and in November two thousand and ten he get caught in Bali with six kilo and get eighteen year. I think what the fuck happened there? You know what I mean? You get found not guilty, and then has he still thought it was a good idea? And he'd went for. um India to Bali, and he was going to Thailand, and, and then Australia. Now, I don't know if his final destination was Australia, but flying through Bali and then Thailand with six kilos in your... And then Australia?
1: Was he trying to make money to get Australia? Was he going to he take was trying
0: to get to Australia, because that's where the big bucks were for what he had. because it's expensive for drugs in Australia, because and obviously nobody get it there. Aye, and I googled him. Somebody asked me about him, and so he got 18 years in Bali. Um, and one of my pals, a boy from Ireland, was in Bali and he went to visit him and took him fags and gave him money and all that. Um, and I googled him probably about 18 months ago and he, st- he went and he hung himself, man. And I found out on a Google search that my mate that hung himself in Bali and, and it, it broke my heart, but at the same time, I found out this other bastard had been murdered <laughs> in the jail. And I thought, well, you know, the Bombay what? Mafia, Aye, he got when you were out there. for your three year on bail, was it? it took three years for it to go to court? No, um, I appeared in court every two weeks, every four weeks, I appeared in court a hundred times during that, that period. Um, you would go to court, the prosecutor wasn't there, they would give you another date, you would go back up, the judge wasn't there, they would give you another date, the witness hadn't turned up, see here, the witness doesn't turn up at court, and he's, they send for him, didn't they, you know, and they there, it was, um, the witness didn't turn up three times in a row, and, I had to be to court for two months, or I'd been up and down, you know, and just get more dates. And, um, you know, and sometimes my legal team didn't bother turning up as well. And, you know, and I would phone them and say, Will I come to court? Or oh will no, come, definitely come. And you'd get there and the court was known. And part of the time it was a 2 hour journey to get to court and a 2 hour journey back, you know what I mean? Just, um, so that worn me down a wee bit. Man. Tired you? Tired me. No, 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 you were going to get Hamer, though. No. Aye, that was always the thing. Was there gonna
1: be an outcome? Did you know you weren't getting a
0: big sentence or did you <clears throat> my lawyer you worried about it? My lawyer had always says to me, like, don't worry, you'll be acquitted at the end of the trial. But so how were you gonna get acquitted? How was the, um, the
1: lack it, of evidence, corruption, what was it?
0: As it turns out when they when they make the charge sheet, right? So this is the way it all works, isn't yeah. it? You know, the lawyer, the police, the judge, the lot of them, they're all there are Rodriguez, Fernandez, or, or whatever, right? So there's a relationship between them all. My lawyer first got brought to me with the police who arrested me. He says to me, Look, don't worry, you've been here for twelve months, eighteen months, or something like that, but you'll get out. Um This police was always saying to me, Don't worry, I'm going to make a weak case against you. So it's all about, who it's you all know? about who yeah. you know so you uh, obviously uh, had an in so I, I had a good lawyer right and what this lawyer s- says to me was don't worry we haven't lost a foreigner yet and I says to him I don't want you to be sitting here next year and saying, don't worry we've only lost one foreigner so far mm-hmm. you know what I mean because that's it doesn't matter what he tells you you're always thinking and see here you instruct your lawyer earlier, you pay the money and
1: try and get a good
0: and just you, you know and, and this guy if and there was an Israeli guy just before me who had had my lawyer, sacked him, took, brought a hot shot down for Bombay and paid a lot of money for him and got 10 year, because the hot shot was coming out of state. It's like bringing a lawyer up for England to his hot shot down there to try and deal with something in the High Court up here, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Derek Og and Donald Finlay have got that covered up here. Right. And, um,
1: did you get so you knew you were only getting a 10 year? So you're, when did you eventually get a not guilty or. A I,
0: I eventually. Acquitted? Um, Aye, they they call it acquitted out there. I went to court on the twenty third, twenty third of April two thousand um, and thirteen, and there was a couple of people there. We went in the morning and they told us to come back early afternoon. We went back in the afternoon. They told us to come back at five o'clock, and we went back at five o'clock. The court was empty, and then um, this court clerk came out and he says to me, "Come into the, I into the judge's chambers and the judge was sitting there and." And he was reading the papers, and um, there was one of my lawyer's understudies was there, and the prosecutor was there, and I'm standing, and I'm feeling that the knew, you know what I mean? I was absolutely shaking from my toes right up, and, um because even though I was hundred percent sure I was going to be found not guilty, there's still a bit of uncertainty. Um, and he said something, and she stood up, shook my horn and says, "Well done." And that was just a big fucking anticlimax to the whole thing because. Yeah. No, I, was, I wanted my day in court. I wanted to be told to walk out the door of the court, and mm. you know, and he, he just gave me a nod like that, and that was me. Where oh, you go? Did yeah. you get your passport back that day? No, um, I didn't get a. I didn't get my passport. I had to actually get a. There was a three-month appeal period, basically. So, the three-month appeal period was to allow the prosecution to decide whether they were going to appeal my case. So I eventually got a, a passport in the the, the July. Um, so I'd been acquitted in April and I eventually got my passport near the end of July. Did you come home straight away? As soon as I got there. And it was just a one, you no know, the passport you're allowed, it's a white one and you're only allowed one journey with it. How bad were you on the drugs then, before you came home? Um, I, was, I was using quite a lot of Valium um, you buy it at the chemist. Is that because of the nerves? Because I know your brother got murdered as well. Um, when did he
1: get murdered, James? When? Aye. 2004. <laughs> when you were travelling? Were you
0: travelling at the time? No, I was a, I, I was a drug worker working with the social work department mm. when Martin was killed. Um, I'd got after drinking in 2001, um, went back to college, done a bit of counselling, and then I got a good job in residential social work with, with children and families. And I changed my life about, you know what I mean? I had to stop drinking, I stopped taking drugs. Um, and life was all right. Um 2004, he was murdered. Um, I stayed in social work. Martin was murdered in June. I stayed in social work until the next April. And then I left to go back to the building trade. Um, and then when I, when I was back in the building trade, I started snorting the gear again and, and all that stuff. And, and my life just fell apart. Um, and that's, I ended up travelling and went back to India
1: So that's obviously affected you as well which
0: Massive, massive thing but you know, I can I I, I I wore a victim's badge because of my dad, my dad, my dad poor me um, you know, it did affect me and I, I wouldn't, need, you know, there's everybody's got a backstory and a bit of my backstory to that is what we spoke about um, and my dad dying was a big part of that um, but when my brother died I let that define me you know what I mean I let my brothers been murdered and poor me and about so
1: gives you an excuse to hit it hard Absolutely again to go and fuck party. it leave your job aye. stop caring about yourself
0: stop caring about yourself and all the people who cared about you pushing them away and um, you know and, that, and that's exactly what I've done James aye.
1: but everything you've done Faye then and everything that's affected you has led us to where you're the new your book clean again a year cleaner again so congratulations <laughs> thanks for very that, much mate. for that um, it takes a lot of bottle to create change and make changes but you've, you've made them before and you've got to understand how good it is you feel when you're after, because I've relapsed on numerous occasions and I preach when I'm after, it and, and I say it's a, the way forward and it is because for me it is because Aye. when you're at it you do feel good life is good, your, your energy is focused on it, yourself and doing good things and it's easy to rip the whole ceiling down again so when you eventually come back from India, you started your book in India <laughs> and the Himalayas and then you come back, when did you get yourself off of it and when you come back?
0: Um, so when when I came back, I was, you know, I yeah, was, you know, wrote all the news and that Jamesy, weren't you? When I came back, I the the, the, Evening Times, a guy called David Lees kind of covered my story and he was really fair with. Um BBC Scotland done a couple of wee things as well and they, they were kind of, they were fair with as well, you know, because they didn't know any, any of the backstory, you know what I mean, they just knew what I was telling them. And I wasn't able to be hundred percent honest when I was in India. Because um, you've still got a case pending. Because I've still got a case pending, you know. But you no, know, the I, I I wasn't guilty. I, I was guilty of something, you know. And, I, and oh I've, right, I've tried to buy two and a half kilos, so you're guilty. Of the absolutely, away. you know. I, and I've never denied that. But instead of them charging me, we've been in this taxi and having bought this stuff, they then says that I was going to a bus stop, going to meet a guy. And I couldn't make any sense of that, but as a when they all got arrested, it all made perfect sense because the people who arrested me were the people who had bought the stuff after through a third party and, and they were just taking themselves out of the equation. Um but also the fact that they'd made up this big story of me being in a place I'd never been in and witnesses try to tell a big giant lie, then it, it made their case pretty flimsy, you know what Why I mean. Why would they
1: lie anyway if they caught you? Do you know what I mean? See if they <laughs> see if there was no corruption with would you have got a ten? Um, or would you have got
0: a sentence, a bigger sentence in the, the year remand that you had done? I think if I'd been found guilty I would have got a 10 but I was in with a, an Italian boy, exact same story as mine, his charge sheet was mine except for his name, his age, different place, exact same, two Russian guys, exact same, Um anybody for before exact same so the policy arresting me. estimate had been at, at it for 10 years what then setting people up taking their gear off from, and getting a sentence Do they get money for no they it's a mental here. that's right mm-hmm. so any drugs that are seized they're the ones gave the drugs to dispose and they come on you know what I mean it's, and these are the guys who's getting £100 a month wages and you're giving them so, what they, what, what they were doing was a poor Indian guy brings down 100 kilo for the mountains, right? He's got somebody to meet. The guy who's got to meet are working with the police. They've no regard for anybody anyway, right? So, they just set him up. The police arrest him with 100 kilo. He then faces 10 years in the jail that he's going to get anyway because he's a poor Indian. But they don't charge him with 100 kilo, they charge him with two and steal 98 of them.
1: Because mm-hmm. the two still going to get your 10. Who's
0: going to get my 10? They're going to have a guy who's been caught, all oh, the papers with two kilo. They've got another 98 to get you the, the local boys to sell, to get to the Israelis to sell, um, or to sell to guys like me, you know, because that wasn't the first time I'd bought dope of them. How much was it for a kilo of hash over there? Um, it's about 600 quid. Is that? Mm-hmm. it's fucking quite dear is it no I thought it would have been cheaper for well, in Goa if you go up into the mountains I think you can get it for, mm-hmm. for, for but it's, it's the, the bottoms fell out the, the world the economy ex- you. yeah <laughs> you expect
1: all the corruption all there because the wages are slim Aye. so they were just setting everybody up taking the gear off and then getting people sentenced Aye. so obviously you've had a bit of pull in there as well to to get you out that court case and to get you home free
0: Um, I, I, what I had was a belief that you know, because again, when it comes down to the your argument part, you don't. You I've not got to prove it, and they've got to prove it. And the, the mental way it works. So, see the policeman in charge. Mm. He tells the story. Here's what happened. Right? The other ten police are there. They say, "Ah, he's telling the truth." And then they bring an independent guy to say he was there when the arrest happened. Now, the independent guy wasn't there when the arrest happened because the arrest didn't actually happen the way they're saying it happened. Mm. So, when it comes to the court case he's been coached into the evidence he's got to give But the hotshot lawyer who's done this a thousand times, he knows the questions, they ask him to rip him up.
1: Is there a category with drugs all there? Obviously, Hash used to be a C, uh, a class C here, and now I think he moved it to a B. Um, Is there categories like an A, B, C?
0: They've got different categories, I'm not too sure what they are, but the... the there's different, um, like for for powder stuff. They wouldn't call it a class A, but a, a kind of powder, powder stuff would get you the same kind of sentence, but for for less. Of it you know what I mean? It was the B. I think. Well, they, they, I've got a Russian pal again. He got caught with two hundred grams of MDMA. Ten grams of MDMA gets you ten years. So they charged him with twenty and stole one hundred eighty grams of stuff happened.
1: So basically, just. Jailing right. people, putting something back and then taking the rest no, of aye, James, that so. boy
0: got arrested before me in 2009 In his case has not finished yet.
1: He's still in the jail.
0: No, he got bail and he sells books on the beach and he's turned himself into a bit of a guru but mm-hmm. um, he does not want to go back to Putin's Russia so he's...
1: See, when you come back were you still dabbling with drugs then? No, I was, I For a few years. Was that your nerves or were you um, locked up in a, a cell with I,
0: a few I don't, people? I don't know if it was my nerves it just I was, obviously I wasn't comfortable in myself, you know what I mean? And... Um, I can. I was still sniffing stuff, and I was you no know, taking tablets, and um, and I smoked dope every day because I didn't think dope was you know affected me at all. So, what made you want to get off it all? Then, what made you the change last year? Um, I took somebody close to me to a CA meeting, and I sat at the CA meeting and Um, because I went to E when I got after a drink because Andy McLaren spoke about you Andy actually spoke about you Andy took
1: me to my first A A meeting two weeks ago Andy actually says I've got a pal James Dorn I said fucking hell he's just
0: actually sent me his book aye good good for him man aye Aye. Andy's a great guy shout out to Andy boy he took me to my first A meeting Mm -hmm. so me and him done the circuit for a wee while which was great but a year ago I took somebody close to me to a meeting Um, the guy cheering is the guy who's my sponsor today and I heard him talking and, and when I'd been in India he used to send me wee messages saying there's a seat for you at the Saturday Night Fever with your name on it you know? and um, we used to have a laugh about it. So I went to Saturday Night Fever, he cheered and he spoke about the illness you know, and he spoke about control and he spoke about choice and being powerless there and choice and I thought fuck that's me. Um, makes sense doesn't it absolutely aye it make, it makes, for me it just went the, another piece in the jigsaw fell into place and the lassie who shared that night she broke the 12 steps down and I thought I could do that so you know, for that day to this I, I, I followed the suggestions that you get in there I joined a group I got a sponsor I went through the programme I help others I did all this stuff and the, the idea that smoking dope or having a line of coke or anything like that would be a good idea Left me, Um you know, and I know it's only a daily thing, but I'm doing all the right stuff. So
1: you're doing all the right things. You're up speaking at the schools a day. You're going out of shots tonight You speak in there. Aye. you're doing big things. You've wrote your book. When did you finish
0: the book, James? Um The book's actually turned into two in the second part. Oh, going, shoot, the second part's of me, James, <laughs> as well, right? So um I sent it to an editor because that was one of the things, right? That I wrote that and it went into a file and it lay there and I done nothing with. It. And I would, if I met you, I'd be saying, "No, oh, I've brought a book." And you'd say, "How can I get it?" And I'm saying, well, "You can't really get it because I've done nothing. Is that because you were still on the, the madness? Absolutely, I. Absolutely, um, and when I, so I've stopped drinking, and then I've stopped taking prescribed medication, and then I've stopped taking gear, and I was holding on onto the puff. You know, it's only about of dope. And, um, you make
1: excuses for it, don't aye, you? I
0: absolutely, you know, it's you no, know, what harm's it done? You've had to do it every year for the last thirty. You know, there's <laughs> something <laughs> going on there. Um, and when I stopped smoking dope. I started to see in high definition and I started to see that you've got a story there don't st- stop telling people you've wrote a book you don't actually do something with it and I'd done a crowdfund last year um, to get it edited properly um, and the support I got for that was, was amazing I got two and a half grand and by the time they took their wee bit it was 2300 Um so that allowed me to get it edited properly but when I sent it to the guys like look you've got two books now." Um Turn it into two, you know what I mean? Um so that's what we've done. That's the first one. I brought it out in December. Um and how can people get your book, James in? People can get my book off my website, which is um James J uk. Um or they can buy it off Amazon. Um so people have been buying it both. I, you know, I don't really care how people buy it, but um to get my story out there's a the thing. And I'm really hoping that I can get the second man into Waterstones and W. Smith. Brad Welsh. I spoke to Brad after he'd been on here. Brad's a pal. Of Brad's a food. great guy as well. Absolutely, man. Brad. And you know, and Brad, Brad's the you can change and mm-hmm. you know, he's a million mile an hour. And um so he messaged me and he's like, I didn't fucking didn't know you'd a book out. And, and I, so I was talking about it. She's like, here's what you should be doing. Um so my my marketing strategy is going to be different with the second one. Um because it's all been a big learning curve for of me. Of you know,
1: everything's trial and error, James. No, and you've yeah. got your first book out. You've done it. You've got yourself clean. You're getting the second book out. My. For anybody wanting to change, what message would you had from, a, if they were
0: struggling themselves? Um, you no, know, for me, I date with uh, cocaine anonymous is the one. For me, if you if you're struggling, talk to somebody. You know, that's that's the start. Try to reach out. Somebody will always be there. Um, if you think you've got a problem with with drink or drugs and the problem being that once you start you can't stop and when you manage to stop you can't stay stopped um i believe in the 12 steps no i believe in the universe so the higher power thing for me was dead easy um clearing all that stuff all the stuff about my dad all the stuff about my brother all the shit i'd done through my life um trying to make the amends for that um you know and and actually, see all the stuff that I read about Buddha and Eckhart Tolle and all the spirituality stuff, actually putting that into practice at the same time is understanding you've got an illness. Because um, a lot of people who suffer don't know what it is they suffer for, you know what I mean? They think they drink too much or they think they take too much something. Um try trying to identify where you're going wrong a lot. A ah, lot you know, and that's just a symptom, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To what you do is the symptom for how you feel. We're scared, we're we're too
1: too scared to admit we've got problems a lot of people are in denial and that's fine but you've just got to be honest with yourself as much as you can be and and look at where you want to change and how you can improve your life people have got too much pride to admit they've got whether it's on the wheat or the hash or the Valium or the Charlie or the Brown or Mm -hmm. whatever it is if you're doing that and it's destroying your life and you're waking up and you're no miserable you don't need to live there you can wake up and actually be happy I'm a positive guy I have my moments I've had a house. Like I say, I've had my my relapses, but I get back on, and when I'm on the track, I do big things, and you can wake up happy. And so don't use an individual if you want to change. And just educate yourself, open up, aye. set your power. Look up for a meeting, and, go, and if you're embarrassed to go to a local meeting, go to one further away then where you might not aye. know anybody. And you can, you don't need to say anything, You can just listen. Absolutely. You, once you realise you're not alone, and you understand that there's people out there that's fucked up just as much as me then you actually learn and grow as a person and realise that the people who actually take the steps to improve their life are the strongest people that I've ever met mm. because they're no, f- they're no f- living in fear that they're no good enough or they don't think they're good enough no, so absolutely. for anybody to take these steps you've got to take your heart after them and mm. guys like yourself will come on and tell your story and write your book and change your life especially when an in under you could have we're on the smack all there and, and stuck in a fucking I, I saw it James stuck you in a what? house and I, I, never get I out saw it, aye. I saw but it but you've done it James and to come on today and tell your story I really appreciate that and thanks for the book thanks for um, having me aye definitely and all the best for the future and for anybody getting the book get involved read it it's actually brilliant man the story's phenomenal um, but oh. thanks a lot James, thank you, a time, James thank, thank you man brilliant James brilliant
0: thanks very much Podcast Network.